This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, I've been a big fan of my next guest for a long time, uh, Chef Jay Swift. And he is a restaurateur here in the Atlanta area for quite a while. Um, He's had 4th and Swift down in the old 4th Ward for many years. And he just opened... um, OTP, as we call it, outside the perimeter um, in the Peachtree Corners area, a great new restaurant called Noble Finn. Now, Jay, you just taught me something that I've never done before. You just taught me how to shuck an oyster. I did. I did. And you did well. I did well. Well, I have all my fingers. I have all my digits so far, but I didn't want to eat it because I'm not an oyster person. But no, <laughs> I know. I, I thought I had you on the verge there. You were but you were close, but then you backed out. I did back out right I, before I ate we yours. turned. I, you ate mine right before yeah. we went on the air. I did not want to have my gag reflex going into action, but um You've you had Fourth and Swift for how many years? And we're We're still going strong. Yeah, we celebrated our um, we're celebrating our eighth anniversary this summer. And it's a it's a neighborhood gym, and people love it. But tell us about uh, Noble Finn opened in May and is going gangbusters. Yeah, we opened. I guess we're in our fourth week now. I think, and um, yeah, gangbusters describes it. I mean, it's it's considering it's kind of a vacation time of year not that many people in town we've been full every night and, and, and people the feedback's been great the neighborhood has been so kind and so receptive they uh they're happy that we're there and we're happy to you know they're happy so it's been a good thing well all these great restaurants have been opening uh you know inside the perimeter buckhead uh toward uh midtown downtown and so i'm sure the people outside the perimeter here you are in peachtree corners opening are are glad to have you in their neighborhood yeah you're right it is getting um there are a lot of new restaurants in atlanta and uh not many of them uh, opened in the peachtree corners area recently and there's um you know there's a need for it and you know we're seeing that and people are really appreciative that we're there so and like i said the city of peachtree corners has been great the people who live around there everybody's been just so receptive and kind Okay, tell me about your background, because I, I read about you. Um, you started uh, quite young in the restaurant industry. Yeah, I got a job at a crab house in Baltimore when I was, I don't know, 14. So were I don't you, know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess it was okay to work when you were 14 back then. I don't know. What, I just remember my <laughs> the dad. The child my labor dad laws. Said, if you want money, go get a job. So that's what I did. And yeah, that's where I first made a crab cake. Same recipe I'm using now, 40 years later. But I... um. I started off, uh, yeah, steaming crabs and making crab cakes and codfish cakes in a little little seafood place called Hasslinger's in Baltimore, Maryland. But you went to college, and that's not what you studied. I know. I studied, uh, you know, English and politics and philosophy and all that stuff. But I, uh, I worked in kitchens to pay the bills, and um, I kind of took to it. And uh, I liked it because I got to work with my hands and stay busy. I was never much of a sit, sit at a desk and work kind of guy and um, got to be creative. So uh, I met – my sister knew a guy who was uh, 
a really good chef in the area and she introduced me to him and he ended up being a master chef years later uh, he's not an instructor emeritus at CIA and but this was back in the early 80s and mm -hmm. I got a chance to go work for this really great chef he's a German guy and um, from there on is history I mean I, I left Baltimore I went to DC and New York Boston and I ended up in Atlanta. Actually, it was Boston, then New York, and I ended up in Atlanta. So you've kind of followed the, the eastern seaboard um, all the way down, and you're landlocked right now, but you've kind of kept that seafood yeah, in well, the back of your head. Yeah, well, I've always been, you know, an East Coast guy, a coastal kind of guy, and I love seafood. I mean, like I said, I've been cooking it since I was young, and um, so it was kind of a naturally the next thing to do after Fourth and Swift, I think. The seafood was one of my other dreams. I always wanted to do besides the chef driven, and and so um and it's been great. It's well, been great. tell me about Noble Finn and how you're combining your love for seafood and bringing the freshness and the 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 coastal seafood to landlocked Atlanta. Well, you know, my philosophy has always been go out and find the best ingredients you can, and you know. Don't screw them up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple, Just stupid. Make them sing, I, I like to say. And, you know, and that's what we did at Fourth and Swift, and that's definitely what we're doing at Nibblefin as well, you know. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it works right into that, and, you know, it's right in our skill set. My son, Jeb, also grew up in Baltimore, mm -hmm. and, you know, he wanted to do a seafood concept too, and um, it all kind of ties together. It was kind of the next natural thing. And so, would you walk us through, say, oysters? Um, People, uh, you either have a love or a hate relationship with oysters. You're yes. not in between. And do you bring them to the table already pristine, or do you let the customers kind of get their hands dirty in the shipping? No, nobody wants. No, not too many people want to shut their own oysters. We serve them perfectly shut and pristine on a bed of ice with a couple of sauces and some lemons and. And, uh, you know, that's it. We don't make the guests shove through our oysters. <laughs> Although there's places where you can do that, and it's great, but it's not really, not what really. You call it. it's not what you call full service. Now, <laughs> what varieties, because depending on uh, the region that you're getting the oysters, they have a completely different taste. And they have a terroir just like a wine or anything else. But, I mean, would the, have oyster, I mean the sea is the sea, Jay. No, it's that's salt not water. true. That's not true anymore than the earth is the earth. The earth has different characteristics in different places, and so does the sea. So, yeah, they, that's why there's there's distinction. Um, so some waters are more rich in certain minerals and some waters are richer in algaes and other microorganisms and so different flavors arise from that so just like wine and has different terroir you know wine from burgundy is different from wine from from napa valley you know or even bordeaux for that matter um because of the characteristics of the earth and the fruit and, and you know seafood isn't that much difference oysters aren't that much difference you know they're filters they're they um they, they're bivalves they, they kind of filter the plankton and stuff out of out of the um <clears throat> out of the water and they take on the characteristics of that that body of water so today i brought some these are called fanny bays and they're from british columbia it's a west coast oyster um, but we get oysters from the east and west coast and we have several a couple of varietals we're, we're going to grow the list as we go um right now we want to serve the ones people like the best 
I right. started to say, what are you seeing that are kind of customer favorites right now? Well, everybody always loves the boo points because they're big and plump and they're and they're and they're and they're briny and little stick out soft. <laughs> don't make that face; they're delicious. They're <laughs> one of my favorite just, things. That's just you know, the first time I tried an oyster, it just I put it in my mouth and I tried to chew and it just grew and grew and grew and then I just you know I had to just swallow it whole and hope it went down. That <laughs> so I don't know. Wow. Are you supposed to chew them or are you swallow? Yeah, it a bite whole? or two, a couple of chew. No, I chew them. You know, it doesn't we they don't require a lot of chewing, but you chew them because they're delicious. Okay. And um, you know, I guess it's an I guess it's an acquired taste. Um, well, what other ways do you serve oysters? I think well, maybe we, raw may may not be my thing. Well, we serve them fried too, and they're great fried. Okay. They get a nice crispy little crunch on the outside, and they're a little cooked in the middle, but they still have that nice earthiness to them, and um, they're delicious. Oh, so you know, you can serve them baked, um, um, broiled. Grilled, wood grilled, smoked. Oysters okay. are good and, all different ways. Okay, maybe I need to try some other ways that they're prepared. Um, work your way back to the raw. Bet, Starting cooked oysters and work your way back. Although, mm, I tell you, they're great. <laughs> my fourteen-year-old can put away a lot of oysters, and I just sit there in awe and go, "Do you know what you're eating?" So, tell mm. me about some other seafoods that that you sell at Noble and Finn that are. Fan favorites. Well, we have a, a, you know a raw, all the raw bar items. So we have oysters, and we do shrimp cocktail and mm-hmm. lobster cocktail. We do a crab cocktail. We do oh, we you know we do a couple of crudos. Um, we're doing you know ahi tuna right now crudo, which is great. And then we have you know small plates. Like I said, we have a fried oyster dish that's great. People love it. We do a couple of hand cut. We do a couple of pastas that we make in house. We do a traditional kind of clam sauce with homemade rigatoni that we make right in the restaurant. Wow. We serve that with Sapelo Island clams, which is right here. In Georgia, uh-huh. so um, you know it's a local seafood product. If you consider five hours away, local. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's local. Yeah, but you know, oh, and you know, can't forget we do the crab cake. We have a crab cake that's the same recipe I've been using forever. It's very simple. It's jumbled lump crab meat, and that's about it. And and we cook that under the broiler to it's nice and toasty brown on top, and serve it with some crackers and some tartar sauce and lemon. That's a huge hit. People love that one. Um, we do scallops. You said you like scallops. Love scallops. So I, I'm not quite wrapping my head around liking scallops, but not liking oysters. But we can talk about that another time. <laughs> one is cooked. One is not. Oh, okay. Well, but you were fair trying enough. to you were describing to me how a, a scallop comes in the shell. Yeah, scallops and also. Very, that's why I said you know the scallop comes in the shell too. It's a rounder shell. It's like the shell oil icon shell. It's kind of a fan, you know, a fan shaped shell. Yeah. Um, but it's you know. It's a shellfish. Just it's a bivalve. It's a you know. It's, they're all they're uh, they're very similar, but you know one is cooked, one is. They have not. very different flavor, though. You're right about that. Very different. Scallops flavor. are very sweet. Oysters are briny and salty and minerally. We are speaking with Jay Swift of Fourth and Swift and Noble Finn, and uh, we'd love to take your calls if you have questions about seafood, maybe how to cook it at home. That something's not working out for you. Give us a call 404-872-0750. That's 404-872-0750. We'll take your call right after this. More of Belinda's Skelton's Atlanta Living. Thank you, Scott. And we're enjoying some great oysters, and I did a perfect shucking job with the shell, and I put my weight into it and wiggled that knife, and I got it open. We're speaking with Jay Swift of uh, Fourth and Swift in the uh, Old Fourth Ward and the newly opened Noble Finn in the Peachtree Corners area. And, Jay, let's go to the phone lines. I have uh, someone on hold that has a question for you. Okay. And that is Paul in Roswell. You're on WSB, Paul. What's your question? 
Yes, thanks for the, taking the call. I sure. just picked up some uh, swordfish, and I wanted to find out different ideas about marinating or prep. Yeah, sure. Uh, swordfish is great. You know, they call it steak fish for a reason. I mean, they because of the texture of it, it's kind of a, a denser fish, and it also holds up really well to grilling. Um, so grilling is always good, and um, you can also kind of slice it thin and pan, pan fry it like a piccata, like they would do in Italy, where it's just kind of thinner, you know, three eighth of an inch at the most thickness, and serve it, sear it in a nice, really hot pan. You can throw some lemon juice and capers in there with this, and fresh chopped parsley, and just sear it really good on one side and um, turn it over just for a second so it's not overcooked. Leave it slightly undercooked when you come out of the pan and it'll carry over and be perfect. Um, as far as if you were going to grill it, you can make a marinade of almost anything. I mean, I mean, I would start with a little bit of um, a blended oil or a light, you know, inexpensive olive oil because it's just for a marinade and you can, whatever kind of herbs you have available, you know, uh, we used to use um, a lot of uh, garlic, lemon peel, orange peel, um, you know, basil's great. Uh, rosemary works. So just, you know, any simple marinade with, with, with you know, garlic, shallots or onions, an herb, and then you grill it, and then, you know, and then you, and you just squeeze a little citrus on there. It comes out great. You can also make a little barbecue sauce. We used to serve a barbecued swordfish years ago, and we um just, like I said, we grilled it and just brushed a little barbecue sauce on it at the end and kind of caramelizes that bar- barbecue sauce on the outside of the fire. Um, trick is don't overcook it. You want to undercook it just a little bit, so it's still nice and juicy on the inside. Um, so but how yeah, you, how do you know when it's how you know when it's cooked? Well, you know, it, you have to usually. Well, with tons of experience, I can tell just by kind of pressing on it. But really, it's it's only gonna, if you're on a hot grill, if it's grill a 400 degree grill, it's only going to take three or four minutes on each side at the most. Um, if if it's if it's say an inch thick or less. Okay. So good luck with that, Paul. I can't wait to hear how that turns out. Yeah. If you, you can also stick a meat thermometer in there too, if you wanted to. And how much? What was the degrees you're looking for? Uh, you should bring it up to about one forty-five. Okay. And if you'd like to get your question answered about how this is News ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB, and this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Kind of a, a hazy summer afternoon. Uh, it's 75 degrees. I think it's a great afternoon to go grab some seafood. <laughs> I'm speaking with the famed chef, Jay Swift, of the notable uh, Fourth and Swift in the Old Fourth Ward and his new restaurant in Peachtree Corners, Noble Finn. And uh, you really focus on seafood, and that's your background growing up on the, the East it Coast. Is. And um, so you're you're putting all your expertise to uh, to the test and and showing off because you just taught me how to shell an oyster um, and I am doing it with flair. You did and it. I did it. And so we're shuck. taking yeah, it's just shuck. Shuck. Oh, yeah, that's shuck. right. Okay, shuck. Um, but I didn't eat it. Um, but we are taking your calls and you can have. Uh, Chef Swift, answer your calls about maybe how to cook seafood properly at home. 404-872-0750. And we have Danny and Lilburn on the line. Danny, you're on WSB. What's your question for the chef? Yes, Chef, I have two questions related to salmon. Uh, Number one, when smoking salmon, what is the temperature you need to smoke it at in order to keep the albumin from coming out? 
And number two, how do you get that crisp skin when you're cooking salmon? And I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate it. Okay. So the caller asked about smoked salmon. Well, there's generally recognized two kinds of smoked salmon. Most people, when they think of smoked salmon, think of cold smoked salmon. Um, but there's also some. There's also hot smoked salmon. Um, some people call it kippered salmon. So we'll talk, start with cold smoked salmon. Cold smoked salmon put, has a light cure put on it. In other words, salt and spice and um, seasonings and that sort of thing. And you kind of coat it in that and you let it sit. And you only have to do it just like you're making ham. Only You only have to do it overnight or so. And then... So you took you took a fresh salmon fillet and then you salted it and we have a recipe where we put vegetables through the meat grinder with fennel and and onion and carrot and of course salt and fennel seeds and and um and then we kind of pack it on the on the salmon fillets and we then we brush it off and rinse them so you rinse this off off surface and you let it dry a little bit and this is a cold smoking process now and then when you put it in your smoker you you're not going to draw out the albumin. Um, the curing process is going to help coagulate protein, but you're, you're just going to, you're basically cold smoking it. So if you're making locks, that kind of thing, the, the kind that you can thin slice and put on a bagel, um, that's cold smoked salmon. And you're just putting it in a smoker long enough to put some smoke flavor on it. If you're using, uh, depending on what kind of smoker you want, you don't want it to be hot at all. Because you don't want to cook the salmon because you'll lose that texture that makes it sliceable. Right. So you can slice it thin. So technically, cooked smoked salmon is uh, is not a cooked product, although it has a cure on it, which makes it much safer if you're worried about eating raw fish. Right. Although, if, you know. So the other thing is, I know when you do a hot smoked salmon, um, I do that same process basically, and and you will bring the albumin out, and it'll be flaky, and you'll be able to flake it with a fork, just like a traditional piece of cooked salmon, but it'll be smoky. And um, you don't want the albumin to come out all the way to the top. If you see that uh, that white albumin coming to the top, that's protein. Um, so it's that's probably overcooked stuff, at that point. That's the white stuff in the salmon and chicken. Okay, yeah. ah, yeah. that I see. It's albumin. It's egg white. It's like egg white. It's the same kind of chemical compound. But when you when you cook a piece of fish to where or a piece of salmon to where you can see that white albumin on top, to my taste, it's a little overcooked. So, and that probably happens at about 150 degrees or so, 155 degrees. Um, you know, I don't think you need to cook a piece of salmon that long if it's a fresh, if it's um piece of fresh salmon. Um, if it's a piece of kippered salmon, hot smoked salmon, you can cook it right to that point, and then you pull it out and you cool it, and then you kind of flake it, and you can make salads out of it, or you can eat just a way there's a little cracker, or it's delicious. Um, I generally don't eat that white albumin stuff. No, well, it's just protein. It won't hurt you. It, it, um but usually by the time you see that rise to the top of your fish, it's going to be a little dry in the center. Okay. Um, but so but the gentleman was referring to smoked salmon that most people think of when they say smoked salmon, which is cold smoked salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not cooking it at all. Okay. Um, you're curing it, and then you're putting it in a smoker that has no no heat. You know, Some smokers in restaurants, they, the chefs will actually put a pan of ice in the bottom because you don't want it to get hot, too hot, because it will cook. And it'll, it'll flake apart, and, and you can't slice it and put it on the bagel anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or whatever you're putting it on. So, folks, if or you lucky. have... Or lucky. Or lucky. If you, you have serve more it on questions, lockies, yeah. and I bet it's delicious. Yeah, it's great, yeah. 404-872-0750 is the number. That's 404-872-0750. Uh, you have spe- something special going on at your restaurant down in the Old Fourth Ward. Um, kind of a... You call it the pre-show. Well, yeah, there's a... Uh, Music venues in the area already, and a new one's going in across the street called City Winery. And, you know, the Fox Theater has always been right up the street. So, you know, and 
we're one of the few city uh, restaurants in the town that still do does a tasty menu and an a la carte menu. Um, but we're going to do a uh, a smaller, faster, uh, less expensive tasty menu from five thirty to seven thirty every day, and it's uh, a three course tasty menu. It's items off our new summer menu, and this might be our best summer menu ever. It's great, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So we have that you know have that available people to go into the city, going to a show, or, any, or if they're not going to a show, they just want to come in at five thirty between five thirty and seven thirty, then get it at the three course tasty menu for forty bucks. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Well, that will get you in and out and to a show. Uh, yes, on time, absolutely. and then that gets you a great dinner um, from Fourth and Swift. Yeah, yeah. We we'll just try to keep up with you know keeping it fresh and do it. The neighborhood's growing so fast, you know. Fourth Ward's just going crazy, and it's exciting. So we're trying to keep up with it all. Now, do you need reservations for that? Uh, most of the time, it, it wouldn't hurt, but it, there's always room. That's the thing. Most people don't eat that early between five thirty and seven thirty. So we recommend reservations, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't think, say that you had to have one. We'll take you. We'll I, take I find you. that I'm eating earlier and earlier yeah, yeah. and earlier. No, you don't need a reservation. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay, let's go back to the phone lines, and your expertise is uh, catching on here. Mary in Atlanta, you're on WSB. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm well. Hi, Mary. Hey there. Hey, I have a question to ask. I have a friend in Alaska that sent me um, a number of frozen black cod fillets mm, and okay. i'm wondering i'm i'm a big weber barbecue kind of person is grilling something like that the best or baking any, any ideas you can give me absolutely yeah black cod's good pacific cod they call it sometimes um yeah. it's it's kind of a it's east coast cod's a little bit flakier so it's kind of uh, the, the black cod on the west coast is kind of a denser texture i would say that it's it, um you can grill any fish. It's just that some are easier to grill to, uh, than others. Like we talked about swordfish earlier. It's a much denser fish. If you use a spatula, right. it comes off the grill easier without falling apart. Salmon, people grill salmon all the time. Um, but it can be frustrating. If you don't make sure the top of your grill is really clean and the fish and you brush a little it oil sticks. on the grill. And you, so the grill's got to be really hot. It's got to be really clean. And you got and then you got to brush a little oil on both the grill grates and the fish. So if you can do that and you have a, you have a good spatula and you're patient, um, then yes, you can grill black cod. Um, but some, some that's not one of the easier fishes to grill, but it's not that hard either. Oh, okay. And any seasonings to pair with it? No, you know, traditionally, it's they, you know, just you see in a lot of seafood restaurants, especially it's a Chinese, a Chinese. They do a, almost like a, a soy glaze. Mm-hmm. Take oh, okay. I should say a teriyaki okay. glaze. Sorry. Okay. Okay, I didn't think about that. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah, anything like that, or um, looking at grilling time, would you think? Of course, depending on the heat of the fire, but well, actually, it depends more on the time. Um, it won't cook. It'll, it'll cook faster if it's really, really hot. It'll just burn faster. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I said, a piece of cod, you, you want you want to undercook a little bit. You can usually kind of s- spread the fillet pieces apart and see if you see that translucent kind of gray color. Okay. It's not done all the way. But it's going to take at least two or three minutes, maybe more on each side if it's if it's more than an inch thick. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, they're not really that thick. No, so, I, wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't grill it for very long. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. This oh, my helpful. pleasure. All right. Thank you. And I look forward to coming to your restaurant. I do, too. Okay. Welcome to Peachtree Corners. Oh, thank you. Are you a resident? Um, I live in Doraville, but yeah, close enough. The hood, I hang in have it. Yeah. All right, come in and ask for Jay. Good deal. All right, okay. thank you, Mary. We need to have her friend as our friend and send us some of those fillets. Is what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, let's squeeze one more call in. Uh, Damon in Fayetteville, you're on WSB. 
Ooh. Hello, hi, good afternoon, how are you? Good. Hi, What's your question, Damon? Well, my question is this. Um, I'm from the Chesapeake Bay area, which is... Me too. Uh, ...up north. And, oh, you are? <laughs> yes, sir. I grew, up in, I grew up in Baltimore. Really? Yes, sir. Okay, so... Well, then you and I have to talk because I was going to mention an area called the block, but that's for a different... Oh, yeah. Thing. It's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, soft shell crab. Normally... For the longest time, basically, all Oh. Oh, Damon. I tell you what, we're going to put you on hold and see if you get in a better uh, cell because we're running out of time. So, Jay, do you want to uh, give out a website because you have Fourth and Swift in. Oh, fourthandswift.com and noblefin.com. Noblefin.com. Yeah, come visit, make a reservation. And these are two great restaurants that need to be on your to-eat list, most definitely. And I've been a fan of yours. And so you just... Well, thank you, you for just, having me. You just keep doing what you're doing. And that guy can call me about the soft-shell crabs if he wants, or send me an email at jayatnoblefin.com. Excellent. Thank you okay. so much. Okay, coming up, we've got Breaking Chews with David Danzig. Stay tuned. Now, back to Belinda Skelton. Hey, welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It's time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our weekly check-in on all the -the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, festivals. I'm here with my favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig, of the website BitesAndSites.net, also food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine, and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. David, what's the scoop? Well, this week, there's a lot of good summer eating coming up. Let's start up north in Milton and Milton's Cuisine and Cocktails. They're kicking off something they call the Whole Hog Hootenanny Hootenanny. series. And that starts um, next weekend, June 26th. And that's all you can eat, a pig roast. There's pulled pork ribs. There's live music, cash bar. Um, Starts at 5 o'clock. That's at Milton's Cuisine and Cocktails. They're doing these also on July 31st. August 28th and September 25th. I have a link at BelindaSkelton.com. You can buy your tickets online Cool, right there. Next, the Big Catch Saltwater Grill. That's up on Canton Street in Roswell. They're hosting a Southern Catch Soiree. All-you-can-eat oysters, low country boil, mm-hmm. uh, tiki cocktails. That's going to be Saturday, June 25th. I've got a link at BelindaSkelton.com to get your tickets there as well. Then on um, Independence Day, July 4th, Kevin Gillespie, he is hosting a barbecue bash at Communion. This is his restaurant, Decatur Revival. They have a backyard beer garden. It's called Communion. So there's going to be Terminus City Barbecue. That's kind of his private brand. Mm -hmm. Beer, family-friendly entertainment. Um, The proceeds will benefit Emory's Veterans Program, and that's also at BelindaSkelton.com. And then finally, in August, this was a fantastic thing i did last year share our strength um they have a program called no kid hungry they're having a dinner at the piedmont driving club it's called the give me five dinner i went last year this is elegant it's beautiful some of the best chefs in the city it's a great fundraiser but you need to get it on your calendar it's happening in august and the link there is also at belindaskelton.com it's sunday august 14th okay so you need to buy your tickets ahead of time, obviously. Absolutely. Okay, so all of this is on BelindaSkelton.com. You've put up some beautiful pictures and links. 
And where can we find you during the week? My website is bitesinsights.net, but follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can see where I am all week. All right. We will follow you through the week and look forward to what you have for us next week. You've been listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Need to stock up on any weather wardrobe staples? Check out American Giant for hoodies, jackets, sweats, and more pieces you can wear anywhere, all made right here in the USA. Go to American-Giant.com and use code AnyStyle24 for 20% off your order.